Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of EMC2 Learning, the greatest community of educators around. Well Played is part of the On Podcast Media Network, and today is season six, episode number two, and we have a guest with us today. I'm so excited. We have Jason Howes back in the Well Played podcast here. Uh, so Jason, before we sort of get any farther down the line here, uh, as we have new people listening all the time, uh, if you could introduce yourself. Of course. And first of all, thank you for having me. And I'm super excited to be back here uh, with you. We're not in person, but I, I feel safe talking to you from this distance. We're both masked. Uh, I'm Jason House. I am a grade six teacher in Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada at Harbor Landing School. And uh, yeah, I've been gamifying for, oh my gosh, it's been like six or seven years. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's like, right? Like, I feel like, give me your name, your rank. Look at that. Boom. Guys, been gamifying six years, six or seven years. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's weird to think that it's been that long, but yeah, I think it has. That's crazy, and that's awesome, and that's going to really fit today, because today on the show, we, as you know from the title, I always love that we have to tell you this in the show, even though <laughs> it is the title, uh, we're sort of swapping, Jason and I are going to swap stories about gamification, and we thought this would be a really good episode to maybe just hear from two gamifiers, and we won't get into the nitty-gritty of like how, but more the oeuvre, the feel, right, and maybe this might convince some of you to take that chance on gamifying because we'll probably swap stories about students and some of our activities and maybe just some of the feel that it feels for us. So happy to have you along for the ride. Thanks for, thanks for listening. And as always, well, I shouldn't say as always, cause this is new, but in season six and hopefully beyond love to hear your guys thoughts on hashtag well played podcast. Uh, if you want to, share or join in the conversation and tell us some of your stories about gamification. That'd be great. Oh, I'd love to hear that. I'm, I'm at Mr. H experience and I'd love to, to hear some of that stuff. Yeah. Like let's tag each other and put it on. Uh, that'd be great. All right, everybody. Let's, let's dive in. Let's, let's do this. So Jason, uh, you want to go first on a story? You want me to go first on a story? Why don't I would love to hear one of your stories because when we when we think about like how long we've been doing this, like it it really was um, kind of reading your book back in the day that that kind of started my thinking in in all of this. So yeah, I'd love to hear a war story from yours. Oh, so do, do you want me to go in the wayback machine? Whatever jumps to mind. Uh wow! I mean, there's so many stories. I'm gonna. Start with, I think, just some students, right? And I'm going to start with the first group of students that I ever did my year-long gamification with, right? I had done some unit stuff before, but uh, my first year-long gamified class, I remember telling them that we were going to do this, and they were they like, this. this is where I just get this confidence that we should be more open with our students because you know like everyone else I want to be professional and I want to like have a polished sort of product that I give the students sure uh so it's a risk right it's a risk to try anything new because the odds are 
even bad pedagogy that I've done before, I can do well, so it'll be polished. Um, and I probably shouldn't have inserted the inflammatory bad pedagogy, but like you name it, whatever you've done, you can probably do what you've done better than the new thing you're about to try. But I saw from all those like unit ones that like there's something to gamification, right? This is pre-book, and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta like explore this. And I, t- I remember day three telling my students, and I had nothing. Nothing. I decided to gamify my whole year three days before school started. So I'm like, I had zero like planned. So again, just to encourage everyone, you don't need everything planned out. Now, obviously a more intentional and woven together story and game is cool, but like that is not a needed ingredient. That's like, that's a, that's a bonus ingredient. Um, and so nonetheless, I stood in front of the class, told them we were going to do this crazy adventure. And they were like, oh, like this sounds so cool. Like blah, blah, blah. And they were all fired up and they were all like talking about like, what are the possibilities? And I'm just keeping an open mind and, and listening. And some of those ideas ended up turning into things in my game. And that is something that I've tried to stick with mm-hmm. even, even till now. Like I, I let students suggest sort of, potential items because I like them to to not only be touched by the game but touch the game itself right like that is a that makes it just that much better I guess and I absolutely agree having them shape it is I think in in any way that they can I think is is just going to help with your buy-in yeah I will say I am a huge fan of surprises like that. So I'm not saying that anybody can't. I mean, I've had some teachers take that and run with it. Like my kids like sat down and like designed the whole game and then we're playing this game that they designed. I am sure that is awesome for other people. <laughs> I I still love a good surprise. I mean, I love like on Monday, we're going to do something that they know nothing about. And I love just yes. whoosh, this is what we're doing. And they're going to be like, what? That's so crazy where it's a gamified experience and if if i let them design everything you lose that that magic right there and i I, I like the old surprise but having moments and spaces that you invite kids in take their suggestion learn from them have great conversation it kind of is a moment of equilibrium like they feel equal to you in that space and it's kind of neat I actually could not relate to that more. That's, Ooh, that's nice. absolutely great. I, I think that's that's awesome. And I'm I'm with you. Like I I have always like I I've been the RPG guy. I've been the the D and D kind of DM um, person for years. And so when it came time to running this in my classroom, like I kind of assumed that role. Um, so when it comes to um, you know the story mode or the flow of how things go. Um, yeah, I, I I don't I don't reveal my cards too quickly there. I like to kind of let things kind of come out in the most dramatic sense that they can. Yes. Uh, I, I think there's so much like excitement that you can build. Um, I do love kind of preheating the grill and and laying things out that they don't necessarily understand yet, but putting things like out in the classroom and or uh, or digitally that 
you know, the, just as a teaser element, I, I love doing that. Um, but I think, I think the thing that I always get excited for, and I, I think it's something a lot of like teachers can relate to is just that first day of school. But when you have a chance to, to kind of do that first day of school with like in a gamified sense, um, you have an opportunity there to absolutely like blow their minds with, with what's going to happen. Because you think about what a school, what first day of school looks like for a lot of kids and they're unpacking their gear and they're putting their name on stuff and they're, I don't do any of that. Like I do zero of that. You get kids that show up with like their boxes of Kleenex and everything. I'm like, I don't want that today. That's for another time, but today and, and, uh, and all we do is just kind of on like do the onboarding um, of the of the game, and I just remember there's so many kids that I can pick out over the years that have just been like, you know, it just gets them so excited for what this year of school is going to be. And even during the pandemic, like I have really noticed that you know that that first day of school impact, it sets the tone for everything, and and. I mean, in, in recent years, it's absolutely created that sense of levity that I think we all really need in our lives, especially around school that can feel these days a little less fun um, as in the past that, you know, you kind of show everyone like, hey, you know, this class is different. And I don't mind telling people, like, you're lucky you're here. Uh, this is going nice. to be a totally different experience. Um, I don't mind telling people, like, we're going to get looks from other classrooms, and they're either going to be looks of jealousy or they're going to be looks of confusion, but we're going to take all of those with, uh, like, as, like, a badge of honor um, that people don't know what we're doing in here, but it's weird and crazy and, and, uh, and stuff. But I love hearing the chatter in that beginning part of the school year where you kind of hear kids talking to each other and they're, they're just like, this is, this is going to be wild. Yeah. I like that getting looks, right? I will tell you my classroom has a, my class is in the middle of the hallway. So, Oh yeah. People are constantly kind of walking by both ways. I'm not at the end of a hallway Mm -hmm. and my door has a, like half the door is glass, right? So it's like, I mean, plus the frame. And uh, yeah, I would say looks of confusion is often what I get. But you can see it on their face. Like it's confusion with like a little ounce of like hope, like an excitement. Like there's this <laughs> little like, but I'm like, that's what I'm going to be doing that tomorrow. We're, we have block schedules. So, you know, kids walk by today. It makes no sense by the walker buyer, but they're like, Nope. That that's some crazy stuff, and I'm just kind of excited to check out that crazy thing, and I love I it. I had two interns in my room this year. They weren't they weren't assigned to me. They were with other uh, with other teachers, and uh, they weren't in on the same day. They came in for different things, but both of them wanted to see some gamified stuff. And one of them was absolutely terrified by it, and she was kind of that whole like deadpan, like well that was interesting um that kind of a response and the other one was like that was the craziest day of school ever i loved every part of it so i mean it's not it's not the way i run things is not the way everyone needs to um and i would never tell people that that's what gamification looks like that's just what it looks like in our classroom right it's that's what i also really love and appreciate about it and the longer i've done it and the more 
you know, like you said, I mean, it's, you've been doing it now for, you know, half a decade. Like, and there's more and more full year gamifiers out there. And not, yeah. and not that those are better or worse or anything like that. It's, it's just made me really appreciate about gamification that it's so malleable that literally every permutation is a unique experience. Even if, even if you like took an exact item that I give, right? Even if you're like, Oh, I like that idea and I want to use it. You know, let's say you were at XP lap and you were like, Oh, great idea. And you take it the way it's going to click in and work exactly in your game, how they're going to earn it, where they're going to earn it, when they use it, all these things is, is still going to be different in your class, right? Absolutely. It is. And that to me is just, I think that's where the beauty in it lies for me. Uh, and I'm so thankful for people like yourself who have done the hard work to apply your creativity, right. And innovate yourself but then even to stretch yourself and take others ideas, but still figure out how that works with yours, right? Like it's, it's still not this perfect. You can never just grab from the shelf and say like, Oh, Michael does this or Jim does that or Susie does this. You're still gonna have to think of how that plugs in to your game. And, you know, I know you've done a whole heck of a lot of work and, but it's so cool. It's so cool to see the unique space that you have created for kids and the unique space I've created and the unique space that hundreds of other people have created for their kids to experience their content and hopefully like build better connections with the content and other students. Right. And with each other. Absolutely. That's, that's what it's all about. Right. Um, and when you're talking about like the idea that, you know, different people are going to do different things in different ways and in the way that's like, and, and this community for anyone that's listening, that is not really engaged with that community on, on Twitter, like they're the most like generous community of teachers I've ever seen. You know, none of us are, are posting links to our teacher pay teacher pages. We're, we're just sharing out, um, the stuff that we make and it's, and, and the stuff that people are making is incredible. Uh, so like you were just uh, like, I think you were hosting the other night and, and our friend will shared out this new way of arranging, um, his, his items in terms of, and it reminded me of the way you would outfit a player uh, mm-hmm. or an avatar in a video game. I'm like, that is brilliant. I've never done that. I've always done it sort of in the, the context of like almost the, the, the inventory in, um, Legend of Zelda, where you're just carrying this stuff, and and the higher you get, the more you can carry. But I loved, like the way that that he had shaped that. But the way he uses it in his game is not going to translate exactly. So now I got to figure out, like, how does how does that line up with ours, right? But, yeah, but that, and that's another good example of everybody's. Even if you steal an idea, you have to translate it, right? So if if Will takes one of my items. He's now got to decide, uh, like, is this one that you hold in your hand? Is this like yeah. one you hold? Is this like a hat? Is this like a, you know, the shoes or whatever boots? And he's going to have to like connect my power up to one of those things. Right. Cause he now has that avatar sort yeah. of, I don't know if you guys, those are the listening. Think of it like some games where you kind of see the full body and you can kind of like 
grab in your inventory, in your backpack or whatever, and say like, all right, in my right hand, I'm going to be holding this, and I want to upgrade my armor, and I'm wearing this helmet. And all of those things do things, right? So the sum total of all that means you have better defense, better agility, better this. Yeah. And not everyone even uses those types of items, but in our class, we, we use lots of those things. And, and so the, I, yeah, I just loved his, his way of doing it. Um, yeah. Going back to weird looks, if I can, I know we're kind of sideways here and we're bouncing all over the place, but uh, I think we're both struggling with our attention deficits and that's okay. That's we're just swapping place. stories. So if you have we're a story, stories. if you want to uh, tell me another story, so I think it was last year, uh, I was in a portable and, uh, and the, the guy on the other side of the wall, great dude, like really, really not a, not a gamified teacher, but a cool guy and, and never really asked any, any like hard questions, but, uh, we were doing, uh, an activity that involved a little bit of in-class axe throwing. Um, and I ended up knocking the clock off of his wall while he was teaching <laughs> on the other side of the wall. Um, yeah, there's, there's times, and I just had to give my head a shake. Like, what am I doing Legendary. This isn't exactly collegial uh, right now that I'm, I'm, you know, causing such a disruption. My kids were having all of it. Like, they were just in it um, all the way. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was uh, maybe the execution of that uh, left something to be desired. I love it. Uh, well, that, that made me think about swapping a story about colleagues here. And I've, I'll admit it's run the gamut. Like, I'll be honest. Like, there are colleagues that are interested. There are colleagues that are confused. There are colleagues that I think won't do it, right? Um, I think by and large, most people want to at least dip their toe in, right? So yeah. John and I sometimes use the term big G gamification and little g gamification. Yeah. And so big G would be what you and I do year long theme, all these like storylines that click in together and little g gamification. I'm just, you, I know are a member of EMC too. So I'm just going to use that as the example, any one day activity, any of those would be like little little g right that like today you are this today you're in a dojo working to like build the greatest like tower or whatever um and, and kids love that stuff still like and yep. i i tend to do enough of those too you know the the things that kind of come out of context and they don't really link to our story or anything like that it's just like a hey let's do this i do a ton of those and i guess <laughs> I'm like, I just want it on the record that it is okay. So if you choose yeah. a theme and you're like, oh my gosh, now everything has to click into space or everything has to click into middle, no. mid middle, middle ages of you know Europe. And it's like, no, like, I mean, I am in the realm of nobles and we did an SOS the other day, the save our students. And, yes. we, and we, and we did like the straight up space one, like, and I don't, I don't have to make everything like click back to ramen nobles but the cool thing is the kids the kids like don't care if it does or doesn't so no on an activity like that if you wanted i could still give out ramen nobles points or ramen nobles badges or items right even though they're in a space game like right it doesn't right. it, it doesn't matter they know that there is a game value over here that they're trying to win this game and really the the reality is you can attach points to all of that right like once you understand the game 
take the game of basketball. We know the game of basketball means you're trying to score the highest score, and there's two-point shots, one-point shots, and three-point shots. Now that you understand that base game, if all of a sudden you you decided to say like, and also if you eat a hot dog, that's a three-point score too. That has nothing to do with basketball. You're not dribbling. You're not doing anything else. But like, we get it. We get it in the context of like, well, there's a one, two, and a three, and you're saying that's three. Like, and you'd see the scoreboard click up because like, oh my gosh, he ate a hot dog. Like, three points up. Doesn't make any sense. But you get it in the context of the game. We're trying to win this game. We need the most points. And they just gave us a new fourth way to score points. Yeah, absolutely. Do you ever do a thing where you you introduce rules while the game is underway? Uh, what do you mean by that? I think the answer is like, do you, yes. do, I do you give think... all the information up front or do you ever change the game while they're playing? Are you talking uh, about like, like a, in a challenge, like in a small challenge? Kind like of a daily thing. game? Like a like yeah. in a daily, like I, I tend to get like I, I use, I mean, it's always like intentional. At least I think it is. Uh, but but I, I kind of have this reputation of like the, oh, and I forgot. And and then they just the eye rolls like, oh, my gosh, what is he going to throw at us now? And I'll change like some of the parameters or one of the rules or do you ever do that? Uh, so truly. The answer is kind of a yes and no. The no is just that I don't usually let on that I, like, I wouldn't phrase it like I forgot to tell you. I sometimes do that. More often than not, I like let it play out for a little bit. And maybe in my mind, there was no such thing as round one and round two and round three. But now, when I like in my head, I'm like, oh, and this is really cool. Like, they're, making putts for like points in this review game but like wouldn't it be really cool if like kids could try to like block them or something like that i made making this up as i'm watching them and i'm like all right and i'm like all right now it's round two and people can block (laughs) and they're like what this is crazy and then like you find out that like two is double points yeah yeah yeah. and then you find out oh my god that doesn't work and then you're like (laughs) all right Bonus round two is done now, and now it's round three. We're going back to round one rules, but there's going to be a twist. And I'm like, I don't know what the twist is, right? And then sometimes the twist the twist comes to you, and then if it doesn't, people are like, whoa, what was the twist? And I'm like, ah, like we ran out of class. Like, sorry, I wish we had more time. And they're like, oh, can we stay? And they're like, no, like, tell us the twist. What was it going to be? I can't tell you because I want it to be a surprise for the other classes in case they get to the surprise. And they're like, oh, man. That's that's actually amazing. I mean, I mean it's but but you you walk a, a thin line there too because like when you're when you are kind of innovating your practice, there is a high degree of like failure, right? Like there's a you're going to do a face plant sometimes. The thing you thought was going to be amazing is going to kind of fall flat sometimes, and it's that true. happens all the time. And it's I mean not all the time, but it happens, and you just have to kind of you know be be ready for it and and kind of be aware of the fact that hey that doesn't mean that what we're is pointless or like without uh, impact or anything like that, that it's still meaningful. But failure is the reality when you're kind of working in that way. So what I like is my students get conditioned to 
I guess, an ever-changing situation, whether it means the overarching game or whether it means the little G, whatever we're doing today. And I think they have come to, I don't know if appreciate's the right word here, but they allow they allow some of that failure. And this is maybe the the story I kind of want to end on for everyone. Uh, my, my ending, if you have a story you want to tell. Uh, but it's so worth taking the try. Like, take the shot. And the more shots you take, every single one of those is you showing the students that you are trying, that you're taking risks, that you are kind of a, a growing, and then be open to their feedback, and and don't get critical of it. Uh, explain when you want. Like sometimes I have to explain my side because sometimes kids are like, "Well, that's terrible," and you're just like, "Well, I mean, like, know that I was, I had these constraints. I had to teach you note taking. Like, we're not going to like get rid of that, <laughs> right?" Uh, but I agree with you, like. Could I come up with a different way, you know, and I'll, I'll take that under advisement. Uh, so nonetheless, you end up having this greater dialogue and they even forgive some of the, I don't think I ever have like epic fails or whatever much anymore. Uh, but you know, some things aren't as awesome as the last thing I did and it's okay. You know, they're like, they, they still appreciate the try. They still appreciate the attempt. And academically, I honestly feel like I'm still reaching and hitting the goals. It's just a matter of how super juiced up the activity was. That's the thing that I I may or may not hit. But like they still learned note-taking, right? Like we still read the chapter or we still we, we still did what we had to do. And then I attempted to make the experience greater. And maybe sometimes those don't work, but they so appreciate the effort, right? It's that, I know I've used this analogy before and I love it. It's the, it's the home cooked meal and they know that you're cooking a home cooked meal for them. And again, I don't want to disparage any of the ed tech companies that are out there, but those are, those are fast food, right? And, and they like it. Fast food's good. Fast food's delicious. It's designed to be like, at least comfort foodie good. And, but you have to admit, man, when you come home and your mom's made you that like, Hey Jason, yeah, it's been a while. I made you that thing that you loved when you were, I mean, you're like, Oh yeah, the smells, everything. You're just like this, this is love. And I think the same is true in the classroom. They can feel it. They can see the difference. And I think even when now I'm talking way too long, but (laughs) even, (laughs) even when we like riff on it, like, you just heard in my story where it's kind of like I'm sitting there and it's my third time doing the activity and I'm kind of bored myself and I'm like, wow, let's do this like round two thing. I think they like it. I think they appreciate the unexpected and, and kind of the, when anything's possible in a game, our minds can be tricked into thinking per chance, anything's possible in our lives. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Oh, that's more important now than ever, isn't it? Yes. Yes. It's so true. Uh, Well, it's reflection time, Jason. 
Uh, everyone that's new to the show, because this has not been a thing for a long time, uh, <laughs> for four seasons, I always had a reflection time quote in which uh, we pick a quote that kind of fits today's topic a little bit. And so today's quote is about storytelling. It's by Michael Margols. And here, here goes. The stories we tell literally make the world. If you want to change the world, you need to change your story. This truth applies to both individuals as well as institutions. How does that hit you? I mean, I love that quote. Um, I hadn't heard that one before today, but I, I do like that on a number of levels. First of all, I love it as a gamified world builder. Um, I think that's like at surface value. I think that's great. Um, but I also think that like, if there's, if there's people out there that are telling themselves like, Hey, this is, this is what I do. You know, I, I teach sixth grade. My curriculum is this and this and this, and I am my content. Um, I think that that is a dangerous story to tell ourselves. I, I think that if, if we are, if we're limiting what school can be, I mean, we're also changing the lens for our students. They're going to see that that's all school is too. Um, and, and so I think if we start to tell ourselves just that, that anything is possible, that, that you can um, change your story and change the world, um, I think we change it more than just for ourselves. I think we change it for um, our students and even for their families who are, you know, kind of seeing the the excitement to go to school and the excitement of of being a part of in-person learning um i i think it just it, it the ripple effect of that is huge yeah i you couldn't have said it better the face value of this uh, as far as gamification big or little g this idea that we can kind of escape into a different world and that world literally can change our world right? Because it gave you a chance to be something else for a moment. It allowed you to put on a different hat for a moment. And no matter what, when you take that hat off, you are forever changed. And that's pretty cool. And then this idea of how it applies to both individuals and institutions. I'm a big believer in that language matters, how we talk, how we say things matters. And with that said, games provide us an opportunity to to be grander, to be bigger. And what what person doesn't want to go on an adventure and be part of something swept up into <laughs> something bigger, right? And you, you hit it. You said it so well, like, right? When if school, if all it is, right, it is a huge institution, right, K-12. And if my, my stop, my station on the factory <laughs> conveyor belt is sixth grade world history and all I do is screw in the sixth grade world history bolt and then they move yeah. on to the next uh that's what kind of story is that like who exactly who wants to be a part of that adventure like no one now we all know the value of education it's so important well if it's so important maybe we should look at the stories we tell and the words we use Absolutely. And, and if you're going on this adventure, uh, you're also not going on this adventure alone. You know, you, you have a group of us um, online that's uh, let us be, you know, the, the fellowship of the ring and, and, uh, and just fall in line and, and share your stories with us. We love it.
So true. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, Jason, thank you so much for coming on to Well Played again. I really, really Such a treat. I really appreciate it. Hopefully, we can have you back again in season six. Uh, I really want this idea of having people on and people back and hearing voices again and again because we're we're family we're making a family here and i I dig it i dig it and we want you to be a part of it we want everyone else listening to be a part of it thank you everyone for listening this week so appreciate it if you can have a good week and play on